you are enough. You are chosen. You are worthy. You are precious. You are important. And today is your day. Don't forget to start the day waking with the word. Good morning. Welcome to another Waking with the Word. We're still in the series, Finding the Kingdom of Heaven after Easter. The kingdom of heaven is power. The kingdom of heaven is new life. The kingdom of of heaven is a fresh start. The kingdom of heaven is now, Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is also the strength to persevere, the strength to continue. The kingdom of heaven is endurance. The kingdom of heaven is peace. The kingdom of heaven is joy. The kingdom of heaven is the ability to be kind when you could be anything but kind. The kingdom of heaven is having the power to wipe out a situation, a person, and yet holding your power because you're obeying God, because you're walking with the character of God, with the personality of God. God is love. The kingdom of heaven is love. It's strong love. It's firm love. It's incredibly able love. It's good love. Jesus is the good shepherd. All things good. All things pure. I lay in bed last night and certain thoughts came to my head, as I'm sure they do for all of us. It's often when we lay in our beds that anxious thoughts come. Fearful thoughts. Perhaps nightmares and dreams or just that place between waking and sleeping, as the writer of Peter Pan said, where fantasies can arise. And often the fantasies are not good fantasies. At the present time, when we are walking through a pandemic in Britain and the rest of the world as well, the fantasies can be about not having enough money, businesses failing, family members becoming unwell, Family members dying, not being able to be there at their funeral, never perhaps being able to have your wedding in the way you wanted to have it. Jobs being lost, jobs not continuing. The government making plans that we don't like, that we don't understand. The scientists giving us bad news or perhaps getting it wrong. Missing our friends, missing our loved ones, missing our life, not taking our exams, not being able to do the courses that we want to do. All of these things can come to us late at night. Or maybe you go back in time late at night to the good old days, or perhaps to the not so good old days. And you remember days of abuse, days of disappointment, days of great hardship. And the thought comes to your mind, what has my life been about? What is the point? As it says in Job, everything is vanity. Perhaps you have fear of not being able to sustain what you are doing or who you are or what people think you are. What if I can't keep going? What if I'm a failure? Whatever the thoughts you have, whoever it is that you are missing late at night or perhaps early in the morning, because many of us also wake up to these thoughts. 
I want to remind you that God is good. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that God is good. To experience the goodness of God, we genuinely do have to bite the fruit that he is offering. His offer is, I stand at your door and I knock. And if you will invite me, I will come in and sup with you. To sup, I've often said, means to give nutrition, to eat. We will eat together. We will share life together. We will walk through life together. And though you may have to walk through a valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil for I am with you. Last night as I lay in bed and certain thoughts came to me, God said, focus on me. And as I began to focus on him, he said, not on me with the thoughts. Don't bring the thoughts to me this time, Emily. Don't talk the thoughts over with me. Just focus on me. Just think about me. Only me. Not that thought, not that situation, not that fear, not that memory, but me. I had to sever from my mind the thing that I was thinking about. I had to put it on a shelf, put it in a box and leave it there. In fact, in my mind, I pictured myself walking from it to walk over to another place where there was God. And naming the things about God. Not the things that were opposite to the situation. Not the things that God could be in the situation. Just who he is. Just what he does. Just his love for me. Just his incredibleness. And as I looked at him, I said, Lord, you're good. You're fabulous. You're wonderful. Thank you, Lord. You love me. Oh God, you're so fantastic. You are amazing. The altogether lovely one. So powerful. So precious. I have no words. You are so beautiful. You are so tender. You are so strong. You are so committed to me. You are so amazing. You are the creator of everything. Father, thank you. Thank you for how you have made me. Thank you for how you have made my family. Thank you for how you have made my friends. Thank you for how you have made the trees, the leaves, the flowers, the bark of the tree, the sky. Thank you, Lord, for science. Thank you, Father, for love. Thank you for kindness. Father, thank you for you. Lord, you're a mystery. You're so deep. You're so wide. There are such wonders when I look at who you are. Thank you so much for your teaching. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your communication with me. Thank you for reaching me. Thank you for reaching out to me at the deepest part of my being. Oh Lord, those places that I've locked myself away. Father, I give you the key. I open the door, even even where I don't feel I want to or I don't think I can, even the parts I don't know about, I just release them all to you. And as I did that, I realised 
that my mind became less pressured, that my heart and my soul and my spirit received peace, that I came from a very anxious place into a very lovely, peaceful, secure and wonderful place. And a joy came upon me that was a joy not birthed from within me, but a joy given to me, a joy that flowed from somewhere deeper, somewhere different, someone else. I brought all that I was and focused it upon all that he is and I became all that he intended me to be. Let me say that again. I brought all that I was and focused on all that he is and became all that he intended me to be. And one more time, I brought all that I was and I focused on all that he is and I became all that he intended me to be. Yesterday, as I sat in the car, waiting outside the post office to go in and see if I could switch some money to do with my business. I suddenly realised, once again, the journey God has taken me on in the last two years. And I thought, oh my goodness. Anybody looking on would say, she's very clever. She knew exactly what to do. They would think I was fulfilling my dreams, as a friend said to me recently, Emily, I'm so pleased that all of your dreams are coming true and that what you are doing is exactly what you've always wanted to do. And I thought, mm, that's not true. This was not my dream. I did not plan this. I did not know where I was going or what he was doing, but I knew that he was taking me somewhere and I was going with him. Thank you, Lord, that I did. Thank you, Father, that you didn't let me remain in situations or relationships where I wanted to be, but you knew they were not good for me or they weren't what you had for me and what you have for me is incredible. I'm so grateful to him that I can trust the process. Yesterday he said to me, do a video on trusting the process, his process. I used to be a, um, salesperson for a company. I'm not going to name the company, but we were taught to trust the process. We were taught, we will tell you what to say and what to do, and it will work. And it was a proven process. And everybody that followed that process, it had worked for, but it took endurance and determination and a good couple of years to build up your business. With God, there's a process. And the process is trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. We often see being directed as being spoken to. I remember being in church when I was younger and there were a couple of the Bible college students that were connected with our church and they came to do a play about how to be guided by God. And they put a blindfold on someone and they guided them with words. In the last couple of years, God has guided me that way on some occasions, but on other occasions, it's not only been a blindfold, it's been earmuffs. <laughs> Instead of telling me, go there, do this. He's guided me from the very pit of my being. I prayed a few years ago 
I want to know you in emotional circumstances and situations. I want to be able to hear your voice and know what you're saying. When I was much younger, dear Reverend John Pike had a word with me just slightly before my father was about to pass away. And he said, God wants you to learn to hear his voice. I said, I do. He said, yes, you do. You hear it very often from scripture and you often talk about it. But God wants you also to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit where you know what he's saying to you. I dedicated myself, even in what was my young folly, to learning to hear his voice. I want to know him. I want to know him more than anything. I love him so much. And where I have had to face opposition from people who have told me, oh, you can't know the Lord or you don't know the Lord or blah, 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 blah. God has always said to me, listen only to me. Be yourself. Be who you are. And be precious to me. And I have lived my life being me and thanking God for who he made me. But more than that, thanking God that he loves me. He's never let me go. He's with me. He adores me. He talks to me. He fellowships with me. And he's put earmuffs on me. And he's put a blindfold on me. And he said to me, don't look at the world. Don't listen to their words. Just listen to me. Just wait on me. And I've walked through situations where I've made terrible mistakes. I've picked the wrong people, I've went the wrong way, I've made the wrong decisions, as many of us do. Thank God that we're weak and he is strong. But you know, as I've allowed him to lead and as he's seen my heart and as my soul and my spirit have cried out to him, Lord, I want you. Lord, I want you. Lord, I'm yours. Lord, I want to obey you. Father, I want to hear your voice. He has took me on an incredible journey and where the process has produced the absolute best from his hand. How wonderful he is. Trust the process. The process is shut your eyes, shut your ears and look at me. Walk away from the anxious thoughts, from the dreams, from the ambitions, from the, the abuse of the past that perhaps has kept you captive. Walk away from the unforgiveness. God once said to me, you have a hole and it's bleeding. But instead of bringing it to me and saying, look, Lord, I have a hole and it's bleeding. You come to me and say, look, Lord, they, they created a hole and it's bleeding. Deal with them. He said, I want to deal with you. I want to bandage the hole. I want to fill the hole. I want to stop the bleeding. But you've got to focus on me and the whole, let them go, let them go, because I have made you responsible for you, and it may not be your fault you have that hole, and it may not be that your fault that that hole is bleeding, that that wound is painful, but the fact is, you have the wound, for whatever reason you have the wound, you have the wound, and I, I have the healing, dear one, but I need you to focus on you. I need you to let them go. They never walk out of my hands. They're in my hands and I saw it all. But I want to focus on you with you. 
I love you. I want an intimate, personal relationship with you. And for that, you need to put earmuffs on, a blindfold on, and walk from your past and believe that I can be a new beginning. I can be a fresh start. I can be the power you need in your weakness. I can be the strength you need. I can give you perseverance, determination. I can be the balm of Gilead, the peace of God. I can be joy. I can be triumph. I can be victory. I can be that stand up and walk again after your greatest failure. I can be your sustenance when you think you might not be able to continue. I can. I am these things and I am at hand and I am now and I am here and I am yours. As I have trusted the process, as I have worshipped him, adored him and let him lead, even when I didn't understand, even when I thought I was breaking, even when I thought I was being crushed. He has been so incredibly fabulous to me. And when I look back and I see the process, as I've said, I see that people would look on and think, wow, she must have planned all of that. But no, I didn't plan any of it. He planned all of it. Every single bit. About two and a half to three years ago, I stood in a bathroom and God said to me, I want you to learn to love the word obedience. And I used to hate it because I was brought up surrounded by some people who taught that obedience was, and I'm going to use an accent to describe this, obedience to God. (laughs) It makes me laugh now because my father is nothing like that. He says, come with me. Follow me and I'm going to show you the wonders of the world. I love you so much. Be who I've made you to be and I'm going to show you how to be that fully and openly and be happy. But I'm also going to show you the boundaries to keep you safe, to move you on to a higher place and to give you power that is not force. Real power is not force. Real power is just being. Let me say that again. Real power is not force. Real power is just being. He will teach me to be. Just to be. Not to strive. Not to force. Just to be. It's a peaceful, calm, deep existence. That I don't have to prove and I don't have to shout about because I simply live it out. Going back to the upper room with the disciples. Peter. Peter had learnt that his passion was not powerful. It was forceful. But not powerful. John had learnt that his love was not enough. It was strong. It was firm. It was committed. But it was not enough. Mary, Mary had learned that her care did not stop destruction. Her care was persistent. She was his mother. And yet she could not stop. 
them taking him to the cross and killing him before her very eyes. Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene had learned that her joy, that her freedom, that her enthusiasm did not meet the grade, did not stop the pain. It could still be met with disaster. Judas had learnt that trying to force a situation, manipulating a situation, covertly controlling a situation, did not work out in the end the way he wanted. He was not in control and he did not have the power. Each one of the disciples in the upper room had learnt that they were not enough, that they needed to be filled. They also learnt that their way of doing things, that their thoughts of how things should happen and what God really wanted was not true, was not realistic. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. A witness is not someone who speaks out, it's someone who experiences. Let me say it again, a witness is not someone who speaks out, it is someone who experiences. And one more time, a witness is not someone who speaks out, it is someone who experiences. I am a witness even if I don't speak, if I have witnessed something happen. To witness is to give evidence not to give words. We can give a witness by giving words, but to be a witness is something I am, not something I do. Let me say it again, to be a witness is something I am, not something I do. And, and one more time, a witness is something I am, not something I do. I was there, the event affected me. I know of the event because I experienced it firsthand. There are some things in life that greatly change us and we can never be the same again after them. And knowing Jesus is one of those things. Receiving the Holy Spirit is a powerful thing that changes me. And if, if I walk with him and talk with him and give myself to him, I continue to change. I'll make mistakes, but I'll walk through them with my Lord who never lets me go. And the enemy often comes along and he says, oh, that mistake, you know, that's really damaged you and you can't get past that. And da, 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 da. It's rubbish because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is now. The kingdom of heaven is within you. But we've got to go back to the upper room where the disciples learn, not by my might, not by my power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I become a witness when the experience of knowing Jesus 
changes me on the inside. And I receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon me. And then every day that I live, I literally live as myself with him. And that, that is the greatest witness there could ever be. And the power that rises up from within me, the same as that joy that bubbles up from within me when I walk away from my anxieties and my fears and my failures and my abuse and my past and my future and my present. The joy that bubbles up when I walk away and focus on him is the joy of the Holy Spirit. It's a different being. But he quickens me and he walks with me and he talks with me and he becomes so incredibly intertwined with me in that fantastic relationship that all that I am becomes all that he intended me to be. We need to be willing to be filled. We need to want to be filled. And we need to focus on the one who we want to fill us. We come with all that we are and walk away from all that we think, not to trust our understanding, but to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and we can trust in him because we focus on all that he is. Today I encourage you, as Jesus encouraged them in the upper room, to wait. Wait on him. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Come away from those thoughts that go round in your head, whether you're asleep, awake, whether they're good thoughts or bad thoughts. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Remember him is what that means. Think about him. Talk to him. Look for him. And he will direct your path, even when you don't see it, don't know it, could never imagine it. You will look back and you will say, God, thank you so much for what you were doing for where you've brought me. And when you get there, don't glorify in the place that you are. No, just glorify him. Just keep thinking about him. Just keep walking with him. Just keep looking for him. Just keep talking to him. Trust the process. Trust your life into the hands of the one who said, I will not leave you on your own. But I will send the comforter, the consoler, the consolation. They are the words that Jesus used for the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. My dear ones, whether you need a fresh start or perseverance to endure a circumstance at the present time, I would like to encourage you to walk and focus on him. I will be back tomorrow. If you have any prayer requests, please send them to us. With all of our love, God bless you. Take care.
If you would like to support our work, you can find details at info at comebacktogod.org.